Central Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. Um, with me, man, I got my good peoples. Chef T, what's good with you, bro? What's good, what's good, what's good? Happy Sunday. Great to see everyone be back for another episode. An amazing week. You know, um, still celebrating the B-Day month all month. Uh, still, you know, accepting gifts, going out, you know, making memories, living life. Um, it's it's a great time to be alive, man. What can I say? Hey, man, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy it. Um, happy birthday again to you, man. Plus one. Wait, you passed already, right? Yeah, it was this past week. It was on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, 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 man. Happy birthday to you, man. I'm sure everybody who's listening right now is wishing you happy birthday as well. If they forgot, um, always check his. You know, the link in his bio. He got his cash out there. He's begging for money, so send him some money. You know what I mean? Um. We greatly appreciate it. Help a brother, help a brother. So, help a brother. T, what's good with you? I'm good. How's everyone doing? We good. We good. We good. Yeah, we good. How many miles did you do this uh, weekend? T, hiking. Um, a little under seven, about six point eight or so. What's your average? Average, I range between seven, eight, average. Dope, dope. All right, this episode is sponsored by SITM Podcast, man. Go follow them on all streaming platforms. Um, SITM Podcast, uniform on all streaming and social platforms. And while you're at it, follow us on all social platforms at PWC Cast. And we're on all streaming platforms at Palm Wine Central Podcast. Leave us a review, shout out, whatever, man. You know what I mean? We'd love to hear from you. Let's get this show going, man. Um, how was your last week for you guys, man? Anything positive, negative that happened that, you know, guys would like to share last week i would say lesson learned i learned a few lessons so you know i wish i would have come and say hey i won the lottery or something but hey <laughs> i learned i learned a few things <laughs> so you care to share these lessons you learn huh I said uh, you care. sure it's just like quotes from like my you know listening to other people and stuff it's like about growth and consistency that type of thing in that direction so you know i hate to hear those because it means that I'm, it's more work for me to do but hey it's for a good cause <laughs> sure for sure for sure <laughs> nah um i would say for me it was just more of consistency when it comes to like loyalty and uh, people you've known and uh, people just showing up when they say they're going to show up, you know. Uh, I saw a lot of that this last week and, um, you know, I felt the love and the energy in the air. And um, and then, yeah, just, just networking, you know. Um, you never know who knows who or what someone is doing, you know. You can be at a social gathering or a certain event, but I always say it's always good to have an open mindset. You know, you don't know who you can run into that can possibly help you on your path, you know, in the future. So always be open-minded. Don't judge a book by its cover based on what somebody's wearing. You might think something, but, you know, 
And then Deion Sanders, you know, he's kind of like dominating the whole college football sports world. I think they got him like a whole 60-minute special of what he's doing over there in Colorado. So I think it's really big, you know, from coming from the HBCU League and seeing how he transcended that, where I believe majority of people didn't really watch HBCU, um, you know, college football games. And now he's doing it on like the biggest stage and still getting the same results. So I think the nation is kind of like following him, knowing that he's always been a winner in all aspects of life. Um, and it's just great to see the story. So that was something that's, you know, that's continued trending. Yep. Yep. I like, man, I like, I like to see when he's giving, um, motivational speeches before the game starts. Yo, that joint's powerful, man. Like, I would go on YouTube, just searching that, you know, his motivational uh, speeches before the game starts just to, you know, tap into that a little bit. But, yeah, man. His lineup is crazy, too. The people he brings in, like, it's just not him at times. He'll bring in NFL players or, you know, other public speakers. And um, it's crazy of how, like, how you can just, uh, things that people use to motivate for sports, you can still use that as in like in different aspects of our lives, professional work and things of that nature. So you don't have to be on a football team to be able to get the message that they were saying. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like the main common denominator is like always giving your best, putting out your, you know, uh, being uh, paying attention to detail and really just um, giving all you can. You know what I'm saying? If, if you put out the best effort of what you can do, nobody can really... Um, Nobody can really be mad at the results or, you know what I'm saying, can, uh, or how if situation don't come out the way you want, at least you know someone did their best and with the information and tools they had, you know what I'm saying, they, they, they did everything they could. So I feel like that's kind of like a common denominator with most of the motivational speak, uh, speeches and it always resonates, you know, on all different levels because we can always, you know, find that attention that you felt in life or something we're striving for of how we can get better and you know, putting our all in our best. And it's so crazy too because um his son is the quarterback for that team. Mm -hmm. you know? So like the odds are really stacked against not just him, but for both of them too at the same time, right? See what that combination is gonna produce. I mean, not taking away from the fact that there are about how many players on the football team? Forty five? It's only fifty three. Fifty three? Yeah, something like that. So um he got two sons, two playing. It's not just one. He got two, one on offense, one on defense. On that same team? Yeah, on the same team. That's pretty dope. That's that's, dope. that's 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 greatness right there. Black excellence. That is, you know, that's finest. That is finest, man. And I mean, I, and I think the one thing that I think it speaks a lot too that you see it in most sports players that are that know that it's not just by the talent or the workouts or the things they did to get where they are, but acknowledging and knowing that there's a higher being and appreciating knowing that hey, man. It's not by me working out X amount of hours. It's God giving me the ability to be able to showcase my talent on this level. I feel like whenever I see athletes that speak on that part and um, are very adamant to make sure that before they have an interview that they acknowledge God and say, you know, that he's the reason why I, I am where I am. And then everything else after that is just like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, from the ability of him giving me that opportunity, then that's how this happens. So I feel like for some reason, that just always hits me different. It's like, dang, you know what I mean? Because one can easily think like, 
I'm the shit. It's because of me. I did this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, if you didn't, if someone didn't give you that ability, you know what I'm saying? Where would you be now? You know what I mean? Right. So, so that's, that's, I think that's always a, a good thing I always see in like, you know, some, you know, some key athletes. It always stands out. Yeah, man. Um, I think one thing that this past week I've been really thinking about is mother nature, right? All the floods, landslides, all that stuff. Uh, one particular one that really caught my attention was um, the one that happened in Libya. The um, flooding, you know, that hit the death toll in counting to now it's 11,300, right? And rescuers are saying they're missing another 10,000. So imagine if that 10,000 comes up short, right? That's um what, um, 20,300 people gone, you know what I mean? So it's just like the whole topic of climate change, you know, um, something that this world is really going to revisit, you know, things like that. And then also too, you know, for some reason I caught myself thinking, right? And this is really bad, but in my mind, I'm like, so these people are the people who always, you know, say, oh, they always, you know, praise God and then go kill people. And then look at what, you know, nature is doing to them. You feel me? So I'm asking myself, like, should I feel bad? Or they got something come or they got what, you know, they deserve. Or it's like, hey, change your ways too. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Anyways, what should I think? I just think everyone's going to get their own fair share of the impacts of global warming and climate change, right? Uh, that ton by ton. <laughs> so irrespective of how you're living, somebody's going to feel that effect in some way or another. So it's just their turn and it's sad. But, you know, it's what's going on now. Hawaii's having wildfires. California is having storms. So it's like everything is in it's in shambles, but hey, it's a ruckus, but we're here. We sure is. No, nah, I definitely feel like um, we just got to, I think we just got to, you know, stay prepared and um, just continue to, uh, I mean, I, I feel like, like similar to what T said in a sense, like it's inevitable. I feel like no matter what region or zone, I don't believe it's, it's really based off one action that Mother Nature is doing this or that. But it's just more of just just knowing how to like weather the storm, you know. I mean, just being in Maryland region, growing up, staying here most of my life. I mean, I'm not sure if that that was necessarily Mother Nature when it came to some of the um, storms or you know climate change that we had when it came to like maybe rain or floods and things of that nature. But it's just like at the end of the day, you just gotta you just gotta deal with it. You know what I mean? I mean, people in California, I believe they they have a solution of finding a way out of how to be able to um, you know, uh when it comes to cleaning the air or how to move about, you know, I think it was about a few months ago when there was some kind of mist or something in the air that came from Canada and then like came on the east coast. To the point where like the skies were orange and stuff like that and people had to adjust and put on masks and you know just found ways to you know how to weather you know just how to get through it so i feel like even with global warming and climate change you just got to be ready and just know how to adapt when that time comes you know so that's just the way i see it people are always going to adjust to whatever happens so 
just be ready for that adjustment when, when the time comes. Yeah, so anyways, man, let's get into our fun topics, man. I got one that we can start off with, and it goes like this. Statement, question, and let's chat about it. Sometimes we must act when others fail too. So how can we know when to act and when to wait? I think this is where discernment is very important, right? Um, discernment kind of guides you when to when to move, when to stay quiet, when to speak. So I think having discernment is key here to understand times and seasons, right? Um, the right word spoken at the wrong time would not have the effect that it's supposed to have. So I just think discernment, um, use of common sense together, it should be able to guide a person how to move in general to me. I feel like if, it, if it's something new that one is, something new that one is facing, um, I would look at it in a situation where at times I would tend to listen or like fall back before I make an action to just try to gather information and knowledge to see uh, what's going on in this situation where I can now be able to calculate and make that correct action. I've always seen it as, you know, in a saying that I think a friend or colleague used to tell me is like, you got to walk the beach before you surf the water. You know, um, just go straight into the water and not knowing your surroundings of what's going on in the deep. You might run into a lot of obstacles or things um, that you could have avoided. So I think um, just looking at certain situations, I would always, um, if it's something I don't really have knowledge or too much knowledge or, or too much information on, I'll rather just kind of sit back in the situation than I'll make an action afterwards. That's how I see it. Tayo, let me ask you something. You do know that sometimes situations don't give you that luxury to go back and think, right? And so in a case like that, if you're faced with a case where action is required almost immediately, what do you do? You don't have the luxury of time to go back and think, but you have to act. And sometimes they say, acting is better than not doing anything at all so if you face a situation like that what do you do you used to have to absolutely take time to go and think or uh in that situation then i guess it would just kind of be based off of like principles characters like how you carry yourself when it comes to making that action and like you said um in a spontaneous moment and not being able to really analyze uh I guess it's just kind of like just going with your gut feeling, you know, in that situation when you got to act first. Um, I don't know if that can really be explained of what gut feeling and, and what you do, but I feel like that would just kind of come from similarity or things of, um, even if it's something that's new, you would just try to um, make your best um, calculated action based off just the way how you move in life. You know what I mean? So um, someone who's, dealing with something and you see an altercation two people and you happen to be in the mix and you can't avoid it you're kind of like right in the middle you know I just I would just say like I guess based on like the character and the person you are you would just try to showcase that in the best way you can within your action knowing that you can't necessarily sit back and have time to say you know who's right or who's at fault you know what I'm saying you just got to go based on how you would normally move if you know you was in that situation 
I guess that's the way how I would do it. It was something that required action first, and I didn't have the luxury of waiting. I don't know. Um, it depends on the situation, right? As much as sometimes, you know, you want to, I mean, I want to be calm and just walk away or be the the bigger person in certain situations, you know? I'm only human. You know, my emotions take over sometimes too, feel me? So um, some ones that matter, you know, you try and put in the effort to be calm and, and deal with it, you know, in a way that you're not rearing what's to come in the future or in the nearest future, right? Or from after that encounter. But then others that don't really matter, you know, sometimes it's like, who cares, right? But then again, like you said, in the start of the episode, like, um, or, or as you're speaking about your birthday, that you don't know when you might meet somebody again or, you know, how they might impact your world um, in the nearest future. So do you um, approach it with caution just because of that? Or do you still put your foot down and say, hey, this is me and this is how, you know, I want to be, you know, either spoken to or treated or whichever the situation is at that point in time. So I don't know. See, I think I'm I'm all for showing people how, you know, you want to be treated and all that stuff. But I think you have to be a little, sometimes, not every time, sometimes you have to be diplomatic with things like that, right? Because the main goal is to convey your message and you don't want your message lost amongst other things. So sometimes that might require you to hold off to be honest, even though it's to my benefit, because I want my words to carry the weight that I want it to carry and not get lost because I'm angry or I'm saying something out of, you know, there's another emotion attached to it. That's what I've found out, that if I'm making a, a point across and there's a different emotion attached to it, that message gets lost. And then you find yourself repeating things over and over again. So even though there's times when I want to say something so badly right now, but I think about like, okay, will my message be conveyed? Like, especially if it's important and I will hold off in, in cases like that. And not just because, you know, it's not important, but I want this to get across and I don't want to trans, I don't want any straight emotion attached to this. I want it to be exactly what it is and nothing else. So I guess, how do you, practice that patience at that given point in time, right? Like let's say, for example, you're somebody who wants to get it out at that particular moment so you can move on with your world, right? How do you practice that patience and say, you know what? I will give, you know, this time, say a day, two, a week, so, right? How do you still shift that to the side and, you know, go about, you know, all your daily activities or your weekly activities, Knowing full of well that well that might probably play in your head over the week, or you that you know or, or emotionally strong that you know you just find you know a box and put it in, and then when you want to revisit that, then you go revisit that emotion. So how do you practice that, like discernment, I should say? See, I wish I was one of those people that can compartmentalize like that emotionally, right? But I'm not. And if there's something on my mind, I would think about it the entire week. Now, the cost of me thinking about it versus the cost of getting my my message lost is is not it cannot be compared, right? So I would rather stew over it and then just take my time. And so just I've just made my peace with having to stew over something before I have a discussion. 
if it's important uh, to me. Is, hmm? is that is that emotionally, physically, mentally beneficial for you in the long run, in the short run? It's really not, but it's the coping mechanism that I have now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with it. And sometimes I will put myself in timeout. Mm -hmm. All right. Sometimes I, I will put myself in timeout and I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll count down, find something to distract me from that moment. Or I'll try not to talk to that person until I can resolve what it is that I want to say first. Because every time I want to talk to that person, that's the first thing that will come up. So I'll give myself, I give myself time out from that person. Probably just, even if it's a few, it can be from a few hours to a few days to a couple of weeks. It just depends. What about situations? Like obstacles that, you know, come within. And what about obstacles that, you know, or, or, or might hinder your progression with whatever it is that you plan for yourself? Say, for example, um, um, you want to take an exam, for example, right? And you've been just putting it off. You've been procrastinating, right? How do you, how do you give yourself grace in that moment? If I'm procrastinating, see, if something has a deadline, if something has a deadline, I'm, I will not sleep till it's done before that deadline. I get anxious when the date is coming close and I'm not prepared for anything. Now, if I have a deadline to look forward to, that's easy for me. I just pace myself for that time but if it doesn't have a deadline i just suffer let me not sound you like some guru who has it all figured out i just struggle with it until i can calmly communicate <laughs> it's just that simple is it sustainable absolutely not i still finding better ways and sometimes for my peace of mind i have rushed conversations right because it's, it's too much of a weight on my mind. I don't want to carry that all week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Eh, life is, is trial and error. But, hey, I want to talk about this now because I need it off my mind this whole week. And so I will talk about it or I will face that situation. But for the most part, I just it just lingers in my head until I'm ready to talk about it or put it on the table. Mm -hmm. yeah. and you um, just just to add on see just for clarity you said that um sometimes you'll find ways of distraction with regards to you know avoiding like not reaching out to someone until you get to a space to where you can now deal with that certain issue like just talk about like how do you like how do you go through that process of you know trying to find something to block that out or is it just by like first thing you can think of outside of that you just try to put your mind towards that and then you come back to it i mean there's no there's no formula to it right i just find the best thing at that time that can take my mind off things that's it even if it has to be cleaning or going to the mall something out whatever comes to mind at that time that can satisfy that need is what i go with so it's not like there's something in particular. Easiest thing for me will probably be bake something, but you know, that has its own set of problems. But you know, it's whatever that can take my mind off things at that time is what I do. And when you're tired, like how do you navigate um your, you know, male relationships in that sense, right? Like when say for example your friend pisses you off and you know that character and you know that 
hey man, me trying to address a certain thing, no matter how I put it, right? It's just gonna cost rift. And you hold this relationship in high regard. So let's just say, for example, you're struck between wanting to incite violence or just choosing peace and oh, okay. eating you inside. How do you navigate that? I mean, so what would we call it? Uh, like, so like critical analysis. Um, and it's people that are within my circle, my male relationships. Um, I really don't, I don't really look at it as, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't view it as I'm choosing violence or I'm going a peaceful route. Um, constructive criticism. I feel like if it's something that I know that I've seen over time, I know their character. Now, depending on like, I know their character, maybe how they receive things. I might try to, you know, I'll express the information I'm trying to tell them in a certain way that they can accept it in a sense that I'm not just coming off like harsh and obnoxious, but at the same time, they can see it as like, you know, I'm trying to give out a helping hand or I'm really trying to um, want to see them be their best version and, you know, continue to see them succeed in what they're doing. So um, cause it's, it's funny you say that because I have a good dynamic of, and two of my close friends, um, I feel like the two of them, they tend to clash a lot when it comes to them telling each other things of that nature, what you said of like uh, trying to better someone and whatnot. And I would come in the mixture where it's a topic and then the way I would dissect it, I'll be able to break it down in a way where one of the friends, it's the same message, but I'm just breaking it down to a way where he can now understand the the meaning or you know the value point that he was trying to reach at. Whereas someone can maybe be very direct, and someone can lose the value of what someone's trying to say because of the um, delivery. So I believe delivery is important of how you um, of how you tell people information. I mean, being from management positions, you always know that, like, uh, you have a staff of people, you know, everybody got to get to a certain angle, but, you know, you can't tell everybody how to do something this, uh, the same way because everybody has different ways of how they take it in. So I feel like um, when it comes to male relationships, I really just try to key in and see um, space that they're in. You know, how can I um, deliver this message to them within their space? to let them know that, you know, I'm trying to bring value and it's not like one is trying to dig up on one or one is seeing it as a disrespect or like you said, violence, you know, I think delivery really uh, helps with that. So I really try to make sure I, I, I stay key on that of how I deliver things. I got this thing where, I got this thing where normally now I don't say anything till you come ask me. Right, my opinion, because regardless of what, I'm gonna say it how I see it or how I'm feeling, right? And the energy that's gonna take for me to go sit down and try to refine my thoughts, I mean, it would take me forever. It's like me writing a speech. And by the time you come back, you will see a pile of paper behind me because I don't crumbled, you know, a ton of paper trying to, ref you know, refine my words and everything, you know what I mean? So most times I'll just rather be quiet and just, watch and just be quiet you know what i mean and yeah it is what it is personal figure it out same way as you know sometimes i just be quiet about my own shit and just say i'll figure it out you know what i mean or 
or once I voice my opinion, I can't be mad at, you know, how some managers feel, right? Towards what I'm, you know, trying to tell them or however I'm feeling. I can't be mad at their opinion. It's just their opinion. And that's how they see it. Maybe they're seeing some angle that I don't see. So sometimes rather me focusing on what is being said, right? I'll rather focus on what I'm not seeing that is being said. Now, not everybody's like that, right? Uh, some people, um, they touch every single emotion that comes with with it. And some people touch 50, some people take 10. Um, but for me, I've just learned over time to just shut up, man, and, and wait till somebody asks, okay, then I give my opinion. Or if I deliver, if I deliver my opinion, I'm accepting, right? I accept however the person takes it, whether they get mad or they don't get mad at it. Doesn't matter. It's out now. For me, my head is clear. Because then if I sit now, I'll be processing. I'll be like, dang, why didn't I say that? And right, eventually, all right, go ahead. I make the phone call and, you know, then say it. And maybe it could have been taken in a better sense, right, in that moment. But now later on, it might, you know, cause more problems than, than you know, the word. But, yeah. What are we going to ask? No, I was going to say, in the sense of you just shutting your mouth and being quiet. So, like, what if it's a situation where it's like, someone's dealing with something and um, they may not have the time to necessarily reach out, but it's been public and you know what's going on. And like you said, you see maybe others' responses and things of nature to that person. Um, do you ever think, or do you ever feel like that person may see, and this is someone you talk to often every now and then, you being distant, do you, do you ever get that notion like, bruh, like, why didn't you hit me up? Or, you know, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? You didn't check in on me. Do you ever get that from your circle or, you know, your male peers? Um, Sometimes. And yeah, sometimes. And most times not really, because I try to check in every now and then. Um, Unless, you know, the, the, the relationship gets really distant, then it's like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's one of those relationships that you meet and then it feels like, you know, you guys had been together for like the longest, but there's been that distance for the you know for a long amount of time, right? So you just pick up from 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 wherever you left off. So um, it's just knowing again your tribe, right? Knowing individuals, you know, um, um, those people that you know you hold at arm's length, or those people that I hold closer, you know, things like that, and you know you go from there. But again, too, the way I think the way I'm set up. You know, if somebody comes and starts tripping at me about, oh man, been distant, da, da, da. now 10 times I'll just stand there and just look at you till you're done. And I'll just shrug my shoulders and keep you moving. Like, what do you want me to do? Right? Like, you, you, I think everybody's phone has a green and red button, right? You could call and hang up. So you two can also do the, you know, you two can also do what it is that you're tripping at me for. So, yeah, that's that, that that's one of my hot headedness in, in that, you know, in that sphere of things. So Think of something for me, right? Um, you said that sometimes you hear what is not being said. Do you think it's fair to treat people based on something that you assume that they mean? Um, no. Okay, so how do you how do you reconcile the fact that sometimes you you want to hear what is not being said? I mean, it's how it's how it's how me I operate, right? Is how my own machine operates. So sometimes if I, it also depends on the magnitude of a conversation. 
sometimes it's just played out in my head just because it's how my brain works. If it's something I really need to address, right, and I feel like it's not being said, I will ask like, yo, um, to what you said, this is what I'm thinking you're not saying. Is this, am I wrong, right, somewhere? And maybe sometimes the, the, the other person just might not want to say just because of the thing that, you know, might get upset and then it might turn into something else, which is something that I get a lot. You know what I mean? And someone might say, is this something you want to change? Let's get this straight. No! <sighs> okay, now that we've passed that part. Um, it's just as why is, you know what I mean? So um, one day, one day, you know, one day that will fix itself. But for now, again, I have to think between the lines because I was taught to think between the lines. And I try to hear what I said that's not said. And the person took oh. so flat out, just say what it is that they're thinking, right? Like, let's just, just put it on the table. And let's keep it moving. Again, time and spaces, right? Mm. Some people really believe in that. Maybe it's not it's not that right time for that, but um, yeah, There's thank you for right explaining. Things. There's never a right time, you know, for most things, I would say. And well, yeah, there is. Um, well, in my book, yeah, there is. Because sometimes I could be sitting doing something and then you just bring up some other thing that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. And it would, it would throw me off and I would nine out of 10 times not even respond or just get back to what I was doing, right? So I think reading the room too has a lot to do with that. Um, but in a sense, I feel as though if you have something in your mind to say, just put it on the table, man. Like if the other person does not have the time to talk about it right then and there, is there a place to say, yo, I don't have the time to talk about it right now. Let's table this. Um, in the next hour, or let's table this tomorrow. If they refuse to table, if they refuse to do that, or they don't come back to you know have that conversation, know fully well how, know fully well that this thing they know that this thing is important to you. Well, I mean, it's up to you to start thinking to yourself what place you hold in that person's world, right? How important you are in that person's world. I don't think that you will need a, um you will need uh, Joseph to come and interpret that for you. You can interpret that for yourself at that given point in time. I hear you. I, I mean, I, I I think in a general sense that um, separation is good in response to relationships at times, because um, I feel like at times one can always be dependent in a way, in a negative way as where it's like, um, kind of like self-thought where it's like, you know what, let me crack my own brain and see of how I can go through this. You know what I'm saying? If such and such is not there or whereas someone gets comfortable of always um, being able to get the response or feedback from someone. So I feel like sometimes that also can actually feel growth in a sense of just thinking outside the box and um, just seeing how you can figure it out. So I think like a steady balance is also good as well. Cause um, you know, people, you know, everybody going through something and like you said, we have our times that we check in on them, but um, I believe sometimes you need that space to just kind of reevaluate, self-evaluate, and then, you know, come back to the drawing board. So I can see it from that perspective as well when it comes to just waiting and, you know, maybe until they come to you. I mean, not not waiting until they come to you, but being in a situation where you haven't heard from someone that just got to, you know, make it do with what you got. Yeah, to that too, I think also think that sometimes too, it's like, you already know the answers to what <laughs> you might be talking about or complaining about, right? You you already know the answers to it, right? But then you just want to yap about it. Like, sometimes I'm looking at the clock, right? 
And depending on the individual too, like if I if I feel as though like this person is like a super chatty person that really needs to get his out, yeah, we're looking at the clock, man. And by the time you just take it way too long to get the thing out, at some point I'll just be like, yo, what what are you really trying to say? In no disrespectful way, right? I'm just, what are you really trying to say? Just get it out of the way, man, because time is of essence right now, right? You might, this part of the day might be your free time. You have all the time in the world to chat, yap, all that stuff, but does not necessarily mean that it's a free time for the other person, right? So maybe, hey, you got an hour because I have an hour worth of information in me to breathe out. You know, things like that. Might probably make life a lot easier. I don't know. But yeah, anyways. Our next topic, which is more of a statement, but then let me try to formulate my question outside of that. But uh, the statement is, the Bible says that if we meet our battles with peace and respond to the upsets in life with peace, we will experience victory, right? Um, just going back to what we're talking about, I feel like there's some correlation there. But then again, um, me and our battles with peace. Yo, how do you meet all battles with peace? Babazis, welcome. Thank you for joining the, you know, the pod. Good to see you. You know what I mean? Um, I think you should take this one first, man. How do you meet all battles with peace, man? Like, how? All battles with peace? How? It's perspective, right? It's, it's, um, it's how you define peace and how you define um, defeat, right? How you define conflict, how you define turmoil, strife, stress, etc. right? It starts with you and then it spills out to everything else. So the Bible says all things work together. So if all things work together, that means even the things that you think that you're interpreting as wrong is right in God's eyes. And even the things that you interpret as losing is winning in God's eyes. Because in some way, shape, or form, it's either a lesson learned or it's a lesson that you're going to be learning and teaching somebody else, right? And then it's catapulting you to a next level that you might not see currently, but that God sees in your tomorrow, not today. So if you look at life from God's eyes, then there is peace in everything, knowing that the steps of the righteous are ordered. You're going to win. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think it is on your perspective, dealing with everything with peace. Um, my bad, just to rephrase, you said going into the war and how would you... Um, no, it's that. The Bible says that if we meet our battles with peace and respond to the upsets in life with peace, we will experience victory. So knowing yeah. that, for example, knowing that, right? Knowing exactly what I just said, you experience victory. Most times when we're in difficulty, we turn to, you know, we know the right thing to do, but then we'll turn to do the wrong thing, right? So knowing knowing that, um, have there been moments in your, you know, in your life, of course, right? You're not perfect. The moments when you know that, yo, um, 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 it'll be good to just settle down, right? Have a clear head before getting back on the road. But then you just started to stay on the road, knowing fully well that, yo, you needed that time to just sit back and, you know, relax. Like, how, 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 how do you see this play, you know, right? In, in those decisions and also decisions that you would take forward, you know, in your world. It could be in general too, I guess. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at it as, um, in the sense that um, everything is still going to work out in its favor um, when it comes to, you know, getting to that victory or um, getting to that uh, 
accomplishment or the, or the end of, you know, what needs to be done now or how one, how one would partake it. I feel like there could be lessons learned that can build someone in a sense as where, you know, maybe, you know, you're supposed to take an action that is the most calculated and makes the most sense to do, but you may go otherwise because you know that maybe you're just not ready at that moment to really face that other action. And you're just like, hey, I'm gonna do this. And I still feel like within this process, I'm gonna still learn about myself and find a way that, how I can still reach to this goal. Cause I feel, uh, cause I, I think that um, it's not really, I mean, cause I wouldn't say right or wrong, but it's just like every, every you can learn from every decision you make, even if the decision that is the most ideal or not, I feel like the information that's gained through that through those processes, um, I feel like the only, I feel like the variable in there is just timing. So one may delay his time, uh, a victory based on the decision he made, but um, I believe one can still gain that informational knowledge in order to be able to get to that end goal. So I don't ever see that as like I got to do this or I got to do that. It's more of just like, okay, if I do this, you know, let me see how this turns out and let me see what I can gain from this. And then maybe in other situations where you now look back or you have something else again, you can say, okay, let me try this way and let me see how this turns out and you know how that works out for you. So I don't ever really, um, it's not necessarily a thought process at times. Sometimes it can just be like just going with the action and then um, taking the value and taking all the moments and things that you can learn from that decision that you make. Uh, that's a hard word for me, um, to be honest, because it is true. It is first and foremost, I think it is a kingdom principle, right? Um we're not meant to fight our own battles if we're even going to look at it that way to begin with, right? We're supposed to, even the Bible says that, be still and know that I am God above the nations and all that good stuff, right? So it means that I'm not meant to fight. And I think that's where the fighting your wars with peace part is, is learning to stay calm and let who can fight fight for you, which is God because in all honesty, sometimes what can I really do in that situation, right? Um, it is the best, it is the best arsenal that I can have um, in finding the war of life. It's just to be still and let God do what God can do. But is that always the case? Absolutely not. I panic first before I remember about being still. Sometimes I still panic all the way, but I think it is it is a hard principle to practice. Um, and you say fight fight what hate with kindness or whatever that thing is to say. Not always true. If they go if they go low, you go high. <laughs> Not always true. Sometimes I will go down to the bottom <laughs> bottomless pit. Um and we all just gonna act a fool, but for the most part, yes being fighting your battles with peace is the best way to go because it just it it first of all steadies my mind right in the situation 
so I can think clearly and see the things that I can actually do and the things that I have to let control of. But it's not always practical. So in my case, at least. I was listening here like, damn, Tayo and Tayo and Aziz have no problems in this life. Eh? They've just been going about like just, just smiling through everything. It must be nice, you know. We all have lessons that we've we've grasped already, right? The principle of it. So, you know, good for them. I think that um I think everybody goes through something, but um how people handle that something defines them in many ways. I think that um a lot some a lot of people actually think that life is happening to them. And I think that uh life is just I'm going through life. It doesn't happen to me. I'm going through a process. And as I'm going through that process, I kind of enjoy every step of it. And um, a lot of times, I don't even really see what people define as defeat. Because to me, it's just a, another step in a process. And as I'm going through that journey, I see the end goal, kind of like how God sees it, right? He knows what I'm desiring. And I know that he knows and he's going to honor it. So I only see the desire. I don't see the steps to get to the desire. And because of that, I always get to the desire. Whereas people will see the obstacles and turn the opposite way and never get to their desire. It's a mindset thing. Like if you understand how to win, it's hard for you to see losing. That's why Dion is so successful at what he's doing. He's really inspiring people. He's really educating people. He's really pouring hope into people. And that he has he's galvanized the country because he's told everybody that he believes and they started believing as a result it's the same thing with day-to-day -day life for me i really believe like i know i'm gonna win and i don't care what anybody says and oddly enough i end up winning That's yeah to, to add on to that too i think it's just um like just knowing your intention knowing your character of who you are like um i don't get phased by the obstacles that much um, new obstacles can like startle you in the beginning, but the way how I just go about it, like I said, like, I mean, it's, it's beauty within the journey. You know, there's, like I said, there's lessons that are learned with every um, obstacle that comes or the decision that you make within it. And I think it's for one person to be able to find a way of, you know, um, uh, finding a way of, um, how to feel overcome and like, you know, become a winner, you know, be able to get to that piece or be able to win that battle, be able to get to that war. So far as you have the end goal in mind and you know that my intention is like, I'm gonna be a winner, I'm gonna come out on top. Yeah, people might see that I might have a setback or a downfall at the moment, but it's like, I don't look at it that way because it's like, I'm learning skills and things within this process that I know that I probably might not have grasped, you know what I'm saying, based off the decision that I made. So I always look at everything as like a learning experience and just using that to my advantage to, you know, when I come out on top to let them know that, you know, um, I used what was thrown at me. And, you know, I don't know how it was called, but I think it's an adage like that or something like that, where it's like, you use what's thrown at you or how they say, you know, you throw me lemonades, I'm gonna make, I'm, I'm gonna make lemonade. You know, when you throw me lemons, I'm going to make lemonade. So it's just that kind of mindset of whatever comes at you, 
you know that you're still going to get to that end result of, of success, being a winner, being on top, having that piece that, you know, one has in their mind of what they want to uh, create for themselves. So, um, and it's, like I said, it's, it's beauty in it. It's beauty in it. And I feel like a lot of people, they um they look at it because not everybody deals with these things the same. Somebody gets lemons thrown at them and, you know, they look at it from the aspect of, oh, my gosh, you know, bitterness or sour. You know, this is the worst thing that could happen to me. Like, you know, and I look at it as, you know, what I'm saying, whereas how can I use this experience? How can I use this moment to leverage me to where I'm trying to get? So I really believe it's like really perspective. Because, um, like Aziz said, I mean, if you see yourself in a situation where you're losing, then you're going to have that mindset to where you're now, like, focused on that obstacle that's right there. But if you have the greater vision and knowing where you're headed to, just know that everything is a building block of where you're trying to get to. And um, I just try to have that, you know, um, optimistic, positive mindset of sometimes you just got to block out the noise, you know, family, friends. You know what I mean? Um, you can take in what's what's being said, but um, you just got to know that um, uh, so far as you keep your mindset and you know your heart is pure and, you know, God knows uh, what you have on your heart and what you're trying to do. I believe that um, within due time, you know, you will be able to achieve what you're trying to get to. So that's that's just how I see it, man. I don't, I don't really focus on it's like, yeah, okay, I did this. Okay, I learned. I, I understand, but not the end of the world you know what i mean okay yeah it may hurt like because I, I mean it's situations where people would be like dang bro that would have hurt me bad like i would have been uh, you know I've, i don't even know you know what i'm saying but for me it's like i mean it's all good bro like i got a plan i'm working it out you know what i'm saying i'm still here you know there there are still other variables that can come that can alleviate or help the current situation i'm in i'm not looking at it as face value of what's in front of me so um, I just keep that mindset. And I think that's what always kind of propels me towards the end. Yeah, man. Today, I think of three words. I think of, um, fuck, hold on. Oh, yeah, three words. Um, dedication. I just lost those words. But there's dedication, fear, and dedication, fear. Belief. Huh? Belief. I think, well, I don't know. It was what does not word, but fear, dedication, crap. Anyways, those words um to that, I think with fear, right? Uh, just because a lot of people already see the work that is, you know, that that about to put in, they're like, damn man, I don't think that you know I could do that. I don't think they have it in me to do that. And then just talk themselves out of, you know, situations. And I'm no stranger to that. You know, it happens quite a lot. Um, and I always have to remind myself that, yo. You've been through this before in just a different light. Just take that same example. Just take that same uh, 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 um, energy that you put there and put in the same thing and just see the thing through, you know, and then the dedication part of it is just seeing yourself actually doing it, right? Putting that work, waking up and doing beat by beat rather than try to do it all at once, you know, take one portion and knock it out, take the next and knock it out and then just keep doing that over and over and over again um, to arrive there. Can't really remember the last one, but I'll go belief, I guess. Believe in yourself, man. Good one, Tayo. Good one. <laughs> anytime, bro. Anytime, anytime, man. <laughs> Why are you I can just feel because, like, based on those words you said, it like, 
I mean, just putting them all three together, I, like, you know, a, a lot of people can install fear into you where it comes to, you know, you trying to get what you said. And I mean, you said, what was the first word you said? You said belief and um, belief, fear and um, consistency. No, it wasn't consistency. <laughs> hey, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I said fear. He's laughing. Dedication. Can you help us? What, what did he say? Fear, dedication. Dedication, okay, yeah. dedication. Yeah, so I'll be, yeah, I mean, like you said, I th I fully that that sums it up. I mean, if if you the way how you view those three things, I feel like any any goal can can be met. You know what I mean? You just gotta. I don't like like I believe it says in the Bible, fear is not installed into us. You know, God did not build us with fear. So when it comes to us facing things or people are having subjective views of how things are. I feel like that's them installing their fear onto how they would see the situation that we're dealing in. That's why it's like, I don't look at it that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, things can come as a surprise, but there's no fear if you have that belief and you, and there's no fear if you have that belief knowing where you're trying to get to and that, that dedication is going to put you through knowing that no matter what comes, I'm going to get through it. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. I agree. Yes, sir. Just having a time, man. She was just leaving us on the island. Wasn't going to say nothing. It's going to have us try to remember all those words, man. All okay. That's all I got for for you good folks today, man. What else y'all got for us to cover, man? Oh, as this before, you know, you jumped on. We're talking about things that, you know, we've seen this past week that was absolutely positive or something that you was like, man, what the heck is wrong with these people? What was your own? Hmm. Absolutely positive. I like what I like what Prime is doing. I liked how he's um he's forced a culture on people that is not only positioning them to be better, but um is encouraging them. And I like the fact that um everybody wants to be a part of it, regardless of if they're an athlete or not. The product is football, but the message is of love. And regardless of what you look like what your background is, your your cultural beliefs or spiritual beliefs, everybody is in line with this mission that he has created for this culture and this team. And uh, everybody's excited about it. And it's very interesting to watch how one person can go into an environment where everybody saw themselves as losers and then change it in less than a six months. And now everybody's calling them the absolute best of what they do. It just goes to it just goes to say that when your mind is when you have a mind that says I can do it and dare me not to, not only does it change generations around you, it can change generations outside of you that you never come across. Like it's so important to understand like your role as a leader, because true leadership first operates in love, but then it also encourages, right? It also supports. It also leans into your weaknesses and helps you do them. But more importantly, it inspires you to be your best self. And that's exactly what I see. Um, and then the other part of, I guess, um, what, why the heck did they do that? Um, the opposite end of the, the coin, right, is the, um, is the doubt, is the envy, uh, is the hatred, is the people that say that you can't, right? It's everything in your mind that tells you go the opposite way and run away from it. It's the fight or flight. 
And um, it's the understanding or belief that it's too good to be true. So it can't happen for you. And you get to see that happen in real time too, where one of the players from Colorado was uh, hit out of bounds after the play and injured. So for every situation that is good, there's an equal situation that is going to come and there's an adversity to that situation. But if you stay the course, what you end up learning is that the victory is still going to be yours. So even after all of the adversity, even though it's a game, now we're talking about the game of life, you're still going to be victorious if you really understand who God says that you are. And for those listening, man, like I know we've been talking about Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders. Who is Deion Sanders, man? For those listening, if you had to explain that in brief. Deion Sanders is a winner. He's a winner. And um, winners identify with winners. Regardless of how he wins, that he wins is what matters. And it might not look like that for you, but he's a winner. Who is he, though? Like, is he white, black? You know, for those who just paint a a picture for anybody who's never heard of Deion Sanders. So for context, he's the coach of Colorado University. Um, he's the head coach of Colorado University. He was the head coach at Jackson State. Uh, he led them to their two best seasons. He left Jackson State for Colorado. Um, he wanted oh, to always be a power five coach. And um, no other program gave him the opportunity. Colorado called. He said he heard a message from God and he accepted the job. They were one in 11 when he got there. They won one game and they lost 11. They had zero winning seasons in the past five years. They've won the most games in five years already this year since he's been a head coach. He brought in an entire different, entirely different team, coaching staff, and he's galvanized a country, culture, and a sports world by reminding people that not only do they matter, but that they always should believe. Yes, sir. And just to add on top of that, he is a former NFL player, two-time Super Bowl champ. The, the guy won a World Series in baseball. He was a dual athlete. So like Aziz said, he's he's been a winner on it. He's been a winner on all levels when it comes to football, coaching, player, youth football, youth coaching, played baseball. Very rare. I think he was one of the two or three players in like NFL history to do that. I was playing baseball and football. And then to actually win a world title and win a Super Bowl, I think he's the only to ever do that. So, um, yeah. and it all just goes back to, like, as he said, like, that belief, like, putting out that nature, he's, he's you know, he's putting out a cause um, and just wanting to see the best out of everybody. And I really believe um, he's a, a kingdom, a kingdom man, kingdom, uh, a kingdom man. Um, he speaks about God, you know, publicly. And um, even in his personal life, when he goes through things, you know, he never forgets that, you know, I think I recently heard, saw an interview of him um, this past weekend uh, for the game they had. And then he was just saying that I can never say, God, why me? If God can give me all these great things and the ability to think that I was able to do, then in my lowest moments, I still got to have that same faith and belief that God is going to get me through this as well. So just hearing that from him, just like it just says everything, because I feel like a lot of times too in the sport world or stuff like people are kind of like scared of how people are going to react to what they say or how they're going to be viewed and he already he's so confident in himself of who he is i believe like it rubs some people the wrong way because a lot of people 
feel a certain type of way or want to say something, but don't have the courage or balls to say it. And he's not going to back down. He's going to tell you straight up. And I think that's I think that's one of the reasons too why he's galvanized and got so many people because he's just being so authentic. And you can just see from his own career and professional life that he's always been that guy. Like anybody that's ever known him has always said he's been respectable. He's always been that person that believed in himself, that's done the most, you know. So just putting out that positive energy and knowing that, you know, sometimes people can misinterpret how someone is when it comes to sports or a game because the way they would act or um, the persona. But, you know, that's just in the game. But he never, like, disrespected a player, you know, when acts on interviews and, and things of that nature from former players that played against him. So he just he just exudes excellence, and it's like even if you don't watch sports, like as he said, like if you're someone that just wants to know how to win and how to go about it, like you said, AK earlier about the motivation speaking, he's that guy. He's that guy. So you don't even got to be in the sports world to relate to him. You know, you want to be a winner in any aspect of life, you can look at him and see how he's moving and emulate things and you can see the change in your life. So prime time, think, prime time. I think the best part about him too is he's very disciplined. Um, he's never smoked, he's never drank. Um, he's always eaten a certain way. Um, yes, he, uh, he was a uh, all pro. He was a, a all state athlete in basketball, football and baseball. Um, devout Christian man, um, proud father, right? Uh, had his public battles with divorces, did not let it deter him, right? Had uh, multiple toes amputated from a condition he has, did not stop him from coaching. Uh, had youth leagues before he was a college coach. And a lot of the kids that he's coaching now, Division One, were in those youth leagues before he knew he would ever be a coach. So he's been putting in the work and sowing the seeds for years. And now the fruit of all of that is everything that everybody's seeing today. He's actually changed the landscape of college football in one year. And I think that the powers that be knew that he was going to be that guy. And that's why they've tried to keep him away for as long as they could. But God still showed up. And just like he says, his plans are always good. They're not for disaster. They're for hope in the future and the expected and that you desire. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's definitely somebody that, you know, um, Towards the end of this year, I've actually been really following, you know what I mean? Because it's hit, I mean, his message is hit different. I don't know about, you know, um, just listening to him for sporting, you know, purposes. But in general, man, like you could take that message and apply that to different aspects of life, you know. So um, with that, too, I was just thinking um, on my drive back home today, um, how on one side of things, you have, you know, people like the Deion Sanders, you know, um, improving um, or trying to make, you know, the Black culture in itself better, right? And there's different spaces that, you know, we call folks still um, um, turn to get the short end of the stick, right? When you look across, let's say you get into the entertainment industry, you see somebody like, and, you know, I don't even want to bring this up, but regardless of, you know, uh, Sexy Red, for example, I think that's her name, um, Tayo, right? And I don't know, man, like, I was listening to, um, on you know how Instagram, you know, just on Instagram, and they promote all these different things, and they were promoting a track of hers, 
right? And I was listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, what the heck is this girl talking about, bro? Like, I don't know if y'all listen to any of her lyrics, man, but yo, is this did she to you, do you believe that this kid girl writes all this stuff that she sings about? Do you think that this is controlled media? I don't know if you guys listen, um I don't know as is um, Yeah, I mean right. When I when I I seen like probably one or two of her interviews, her speaking, you know, outside of the music, um, she seemed like a genuine person, kind. Um, just her speaking in general, I don't really get that vibe or feel of like what she says in her music. So um, I believe to every degree and record labels, if you're not an independent artist, you are being controlled one way or the other. And I believe she's not an independent artist, so I believe. Um, that can be something they're really trying to push out for her. Um, but at the same time, I feel like um, in all in all, I feel like she's really just trying to put out like um, really just like celebration, like enjoying a good time, friends, and really just showcasing like your character, like in, in a nutshell. And I feel like that's kind of like why a lot of people kind of like attract towards it. Not necessarily the lyrics, but it's just like just being you, you know what I'm saying? Owning your brand in a sense and um, just putting out there, you know, a way of how to. I, I feel I, what I'm trying to say is like, I believe there's still like a linear connection into like who she is and some of the controlled media to a point where it's like you're really just trying to put out like how to express yourself, be who you are, regardless of what people say and just do your thing and i feel like people always respect uh authenticity you know regardless of what it is and i feel like with her music and from the range of people that i hear that like some of her songs are just like the vibe of her i think it's just her just being authentic and a lot of people just you know like that energy of her you know and not really dissecting the lyrics but they just like remember tayo yeah remember when you're going to start having kids of your own or your nieces and nephews, they're going to be listening to this stuff. Think about that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's what the control well, your, is. Your nieces, yes. You're going to have daughters and your nieces. They're going to be listening to, you know, to all this stuff. How do you, how do you rectify the fact that you would try to be, you know, that guardian or parent or be a sibling or an uncle? But yeah, at the same time, you have something as such playing in this kid's head, ears, where they have enough going on in the school systems where they want to, you know, teach X, Y, and Z, right? In churches now, they're also adopting, you know, let me not go there, but, you know, all these different things and stuff like that. So what are you really saying? Go then, uh, let's get the full picture. Say it again? I said you should go then, let's get the full picture. Agreed. saying like you know um, you know church is also putting you know the lgbtq banner you know in church things like that like everything is taking different turns right so i'm just saying like at what point do we pause and say yo what's really going on i mean of course access of the question but really what's really going on society will always do what society does right there so, so i don't think there's ever going to be a time where society would do something to the greater good, if that makes sense. Not that society is innately bad, but society will always do what would get the most money. What you know that that's what society is meant for. 
I think it is, it's left for you individuals to draw the line as, as to what is acceptable, um, what is their core values, make those known. Um, I think it is, it is wrong to live like, to live without acknowledging that these things do exist, right? Otherwise you're in a bubble. And sometimes we tend to, when we don't agree with things, we tend to act like these things don't exist. Well, trying to ignore them is not going to make it go away. As we can tell, it's here to stay. They're teaching it now in schools and all that. I feel like exposure, initial exposure at home would be better to a lot of these topics. That way you can control the narrative. And at the end of the day, all you got to do is pray and keep your fingers crossed. Because you can put as much work as you want. But society is with these people, your kids, your nephews and nieces for the most part, for the greater part of their day. And then you come home, sometimes you do not have that time to unlearn everything they've learned for eight hours when they were away from you. And so you have to learn, instill those values, make what's known in your house, pray and keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> that's, that's it. Because uh, it's hard to live a shielded life. You know, kids have phones and they have ways of accessing things that you don't even know that they do. So, you know, train up a child in the way they should grow and they will not depart from it and pray that they stick by it. That's it. So I don't think I'd go out of my way to listen to Sexy Red. I probably heard her music from when I was talking about before. But um, the music industry in general, especially hip hop, has always been an industry that was designed to cloud or confuse, right? So anytime I see these characters and these minstrels that are right, really tapped ass over paychecks, it's really um, it's really not a surprise. This is what people do, especially um, in quotations, our people for paychecks. And uh, ultimately, they don't even understand the damage they're doing until it's way too late. So really, people go out of their way to try to get on and create this kind of music and become minstrels of and uh, really embarrass themselves at the expense of generations of people that are listening to this garbage. I do think that the solace in all of this is, though, is um, being the, um, the example that you should be. I think if I was a parent or just um, some nieces and nephews in general, rather than running away from it, I would lean into it. I, I want you to know that it's there, but I also want you to understand that uh, this is not the standard here, right? And uh, once you have an understanding of what the standard and your foundation really looks like, I don't have to necessarily worry about what you're going to do out when you're outside, right? Because just like somebody said, they people do spend a lot more time outdoors than indoors. So that your 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 opportunity to impact is limited, and other people do have opportunities to actually influence. But if you are the person that you're supposed to be, not only will they hear it from you, but they'll see it in you. And they'll want to be and they'll want to be like that. So there's always going to be opportunities to kill, still, and destroy. And also, but ultimately, though, if you are the person that you need to be, that should be, it won't matter. You're still going to be able to create environments and people that are actually going to walk that good walk. And take that and go cash that in the you know in the bank and put all the money in your pocket. Yes, sir. And that's, that's why we got to stop. Uh, using hip hop as a um as 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 a as a um 
an opportunity to promote a culture. Hip hop is not a culture. Hip hop is a business. And hip hop is a business run by people that don't look like us. And they understand what they're doing and how they're doing it. They also understand that the people that they're employing to do these things are so desperate and don't have anything that they will do anything, literally anything to feel like they have. We got to get out of the culture of um, worshiping and idolizing material things because those things and the, the acquisition of those things are costing our souls. We think that um, we arrive when we get these things and ultimately the opposite happens. Actually, the most successful people don't care about any of these things. They, uh, are, they operate in humility. They serve others. And they, they go out of their way to remind people that not only are they loved, but that they matter. They're not acquiring any of this nonsense. It does feel good in the moment, though. I mean, it's a, um, it's a shallow high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a low that comes with it as well. So if, it, if it's something that you work towards, right, and that you feel like you've earned, in that moment, it's going to feel like, I did this. But if you look at life from a spiritual lens, you didn't really do anything on your own anyway. Right. So this moment was appointed for this time and it was going to happen regardless. You just didn't realize that you were <laughs> qualified for it for whatever reason. And just like you were qualified for it, it could all be taken away. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, how you use whatever that thing is, is, is the key, right? If it's something that you're using like most Af- Africans do, right? And say, well, I'm better than you because I live here. I'm better than you because I drive this. I'm better than you because my title is this. I'm better than you because I'm better than you because, right? Then actually you're doing the opposite of what God desired. Your light is supposed to shine so bright that other people are wondering what that light is. Not the opposite. As a matter of fact, if you're doing the opposite, it's an indicator that a lot of things are going wrong really, really fast. And you should probably abort this shit. Or get off the high. Yeah. Yeah. Like my man Stephen A. Smith will say, stay off the weed. (laughs) (laughs) Facts, facts, facts. But I do think that, you know, um, everybody should splurge on themselves every now and then when they get the opportunity to. Well, now you get a period in time to just do it and then move on from it. You know, say I did it and then move on from it. If, if and only if that's a lifestyle that you subscribe to. Right. Because you get to a point, it's like, what's the point? Right. You, mm-hmm. you, you, sometimes you wear something and you're like, why did I even buy this thing? You know what I mean? Because then you only wear it at a certain point in time, mm-hmm. at a certain time because you want to, you know, fit in in a certain place. So it's like, what's the point? So, but I, I, I sort of think that, you know, everybody should splash on the shows every now and then in a good, healthy way, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within your yeah. week, I would say. Yeah, it's relative, right? Some people, they have that balance. So regardless of what they acquire, it won't change who they who they are. Mm-hmm. There's other people, though, that have been waiting for the moment to become whatever that thing is. And once they get it, they can't wait to remind everybody that treated them a certain way who they are today. Mm-hmm. It really it really all depends. But the bigger picture is that there's always a bigger picture. Yeah. 
and you yeah. and if you're chasing it you'll always be chasing a bigger picture that would big never be big time. enough i guess big time and the big and and we never really arrive either right you never really arrive so that's a sad that's a sad reality right when you finally get to that point like wait where did the journey ever start or what was my journey even right and you see how much time has passed mm -hmm. the regrets start kicking in mm -hmm. yeah and, Anyways, and, the and the things that you thought mattered really don't matter <laughs> facts big time, big time these things and once you're in a place where you can actually have these things it's like what is what is this really what what did i really want you didn't even really understand what you wanted <laughs> yeah all right y'all man you know like i always say all good things gotta come to an end would love to keep chopping it up with y'all on different topics but i know the week is about to start so to let you guys go get ready for whatever it is that you know your week has in store for you be it whether you're vacating or be it whether you're working your nine to five or your 11 to three whichever man but conclusions tayo you over there smile like a fish on dog gray ash what's up hey man life life is good man um so i i would say um take advantage of the moment you're in you know um always try to use every situation of life that comes at you uh your advantage and see of how you can find the light while being in the dark tunnel um always always just know your end goal ask yourself what's your end goal and you know and um whatever your end goal is that one is trying to achieve just make sure you stick to that and just know that you know there's always going to be bumps there's going to be things along the road but um perseverance is real you know belief is real um one has a strong belief in whatever they believe in um you know if you have that will and determination you'll get it you'll get it done you'll get there so um you know lessons to everybody once again appreciate y'all for listening um you know might be coming to a country near you very soon so uh you know what i'm saying we we up baby you know we uh, there's, there's no way we can lose when we know we're already winners. So much love to everybody, and I catch y'all on the next episode. Uh this is more like a challenge um, for people to take time to practice discernment and self control this week. It it does save it. It's it, it, sometimes it's the difference between things going right. And things are going all the way south. So take some time before you make decisions or act and breathe, put yourself in timeouts and exercise self control. That's it. I guess that's why they used to put us in timeout as kids, right? Practice to time yourself out. Yeah, come, come, deal with your emotions over there and calm yourself down. <laughs> Right, right, right. How about this? Um, be genuine, right? Um, life is easier when you're not walking around with a mask on. Your authenticity actually is attractive to somebody, and those are the people that you shouldn't want to attract anyway. The people that you're actually trying to wear a mask for don't want you anyway, <laughs> regardless of 
what relationship that is. Just be you. It works. Um, God made you in his image. God clothed, clothed you with his glow. You do matter, right? And don't let anybody else tell you differently. I'll see you at the next one. Yeah, so I'm going to leave with this quote that I read. That's what I read every day, especially when, you know, the skies are, you know, beginning to turn gray or yeah, dark gray, things like that. The quickest way to dose the fire of anger is with a bucket of prayer rather than rant, rave, seek revenge. Pray. Yeah, so that's my own. Anyways, man, appreciate y'all listening, man. Um, Palm Wine Central Podcast. Um, I have a lovely host, you know, Chef T, T, Babazis, um, Uncle AK. Catch us on, you know, the next one. Please leave a review on all, you know, past episodes. If you haven't listened to, man, go back and listen to it, man. Why are you driving? Why in the office? Just don't laugh too hard. You know, just don't laugh too hard and get yourself fired. But if you don't get fired, you could definitely recommend it to whomever is asking, you know, why are you laughing so hard? So they could also join the laughter as well. If you don't laugh, if you, you know, you're upset because somebody said something, man, write it down and post it on Instagram or post it on, you know, or wherever you, you're streaming it so that, you know, we can definitely chat it up and, you know, clear those doubts for you or clear those, uh, whatever is paining you. Because we don't like to see you being pained. We want everybody to be smiling, including ourselves too. So, yeah, man, engage with us. But anyways, this is PWC Cat. Be out. Smiles around the table, sharing this meal. This meal. I got a piece of mind when there's palm I get a piece of mine when it's by mine.